Hi, Andrew. <laughs> Hi, Shelby. <laughs> and hello to everyone. This is Trip It To Me, a travel-centric podcast. We talk, we plan itineraries. We mm-hmm. talk about things we like. We talk about moving away from home. And to help us do that today, we have Michaela. Hello. Hey, hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> there we go. I got scared. We definitely didn't have to re-record this intro like three or four different times, and it definitely and wasn't forgot my fault. what she was gonna say. <laughs> yeah, definitely wasn't Shelby's fault. Nope. Um, everything's fine, everybody. How's how's everybody doing? Well, you know, it's a. You guys have to talk. It's, it's a podcast. A, it's it's a it's a Sunday Saturday situation. It's yeah. um yeah, it's the weekend. It's great. What's the um, what's the best day of the weekend? Sunday's the worst. We can all agree. Of course. Do, are you a more of a Friday night or a Saturday person? Uh, this goes for either. Oh, definitely you. Saturday. I want that full twenty four mm. hours. Yeah, sure. Mm. I, I, I would I would say Friday. Yeah, I was. I say, have never mm. felt more free than when you're walking to your car <laughs> after work on a Friday, mm. and you know that what lies ahead mm. is happiness. I really like the high of Friday night. Yeah. Because you're mm. you can do whatever and you're like, yeah, I can I can sleep for as long as I want tomorrow if I won't because my body won't let me. But I like that I like that freedom mm. where it's like I can do whatever tonight. And then Sunday you get you get Saturday night going into Sunday. You're like, well, I should be somewhat responsible and or else I'm gonna feel like crap on Sunday. Oh yeah, no, I don't have that problem. Hmm. Uh, you just you you don't mind feeling like I crap. Just suffer or... the consequences on Sunday. Oh, sure. So be it. Yeah. I respect the Saturday choice. Yeah, thank you. I like just think Sunday... I like that full twenty four hours. Yeah, and I feel like Sunday's a day for recovery. Yeah. You know. Yes, I yeah. agree. Friday, Saturday, the Sabbath. Yes, it's the Lord's day. Yes. I just like Sunday. If you put it aside for recovery, then you don't have to feel guilty about anything you do Saturday night. Because you've yes. already planned your Sunday to right, do right, nothing. Right. Exactly. And then Sunday is like, oh, I'll be responsible and I'll like make myself lunch for Monday. And I'll like be kind to future Shelby. Sunday's, oh, Sunday's okay. good yes. for that. Mm-hmm. Sunday's so Sunday's good for some self-kindness. Meal prepping. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the Lord's Day. Yes. Uh, speaking of, would we all like Sunday more if we didn't grow up going to church? Absolutely. 10,000%. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, Absolutely. Um, there were times in my life where I liked going to church. Why is that? Um, like I had fun with friends or whatever. Um, Can't relate. Or like the music was good. Or like you didn't hate the church you went to um, with your grandparents, right? There are a lot of soft spots <laughs> yeah. for that church just because I spent like Christmas oh, Eve <laughs> there and Easter there. Um, but in general, Sunday school as a whole was a very clicky environment yeah. mm-hmm. and I never belonged in Sunday school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, We're breaching into territory that isn't for this episode maybe, <laughs> but, but maybe church as a whole, a little clicky. Yeah. Maybe it's better in some areas, but it wasn't in, in others. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Did you a... ever enjoy going to church? Show? Oh yeah, for sure. But I think yeah, at different times for different reasons. Right. I think when I did have a good friend group, 
it was more enjoyable, but I've just always hated mornings. Mornings suck. So having to get up and do that on a Sunday morning is like, I was just, I've always, I was salty about it this morning. I will be salty about it any morning that I have to participate and get out of bed at an unreasonable time. Um, It wasn't like always horrible, but it just depends on the people. There definitely were times when it was horrible. Right. (laughs) When you're a teenager and staying up till like two or three or when you're, 30 in your 30s and staying up till two or three and then getting up at like eight or nine a.m on a sunday morning for church that always felt pretty bad i don't know why they always have it so like youth groups are always in the evenings yeah yeah which is great yeah Mm -hmm. and then but adult church is always in the mornings like that's that doesn't we want to sleep too we want night sunday church just because i'm a I'm not a teenager. It doesn't mean I don't want to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you what, when I walk through those doors at like eight or nine in the morning and I'm greeted by a, hi, how are you? I want to turn around and walk right back out. Like give me nighttime people. I want to sit with the group of people that are tired and hungry because they didn't wake up on time to eat breakfast and they're grumpy and they're half asleep still. That's my crew. That's who you want to sit with? Yeah. That's my crew. We don't have to talk to each other. We no, all know okay, how okay, we feel. It's fine. And we all have like yeah. this, imagine, like. Can you imagine, like, if you walked in to work every morning and you were greeted at the door? By, like, <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good morning. Absolutely not. Nobody wants that. No. Why do they think we want that at church? Yeah. No. Nope. Good stuff. <laughs> what are you? Uh, what are you drinking, Andrew? Oh, you know, just a. Margarita in the can. Oh. Good old cut water and lime margarita. Good old margarita in the can. Yeah. It was, I just had tacos, and mm-hmm. I love tacos. Margaritas and tacos are a lethal combination. Yeah. In many ways, honestly. Did um did this margarita come with any um homemade bagged uh, nuts? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Go listen to, like, episode, I don't know, uh, one of the episodes. Yeah. Okay. A very and, nice uh, man at the liquor store offered Andrew some I told you about this, I think. pistachios in a Ziploc bag when he bought whatever it was that you bought. Yeah, you did not tell yes, me I did. that. No, you and then, yes, and then I, I watched not. him eat them while we recorded, and I was like, I'm so ready to call Melissa really if you good. pass out because these have been drugged. I, I've definitely told you this. They definitely were laced with something. I cannot believe you ate them. He was just a nice guy. You have guy. too much faith in humanity. <laughs> he was Thank just you. A nice... Thank oh, you. He, he also was just showed a nice him guy with a bag of nuts. He also showed that, him to like the back part of the liquor bags. store, like the like the the back cooler area, and I was Which like, you've somebody's been, been murdered in. in there. You've been in that now. I, I will say, having been there, it's it's much less sketchy than it sounds, but I like making it sound more sketchy. You also met the man who gave me the pistachios. Yeah, and he didn't offer me any nuts. Well, that is he didn't have any that day. Misogynistic, he, right? He just didn't have any pistachios that day. <laughs> I think he just equality wants you to be his friend. He, yeah, he probably knew you were from New Zealand. He's like, yeah, I'm not really into the long distance thing. He's like, she's it not just... going to stick around. She's going to leave next yeah. week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Wonderland, the Wonderland liquor market. On the corner of Catella and Walnut, everybody. They're our sponsor. Go get some free pistachios. Yeah. Michaela, what are you drinking? 
Water. Yeah. I'm drinking good old-fashioned water today. It's good um, for you. It's yeah. chilly. It's some chilly water. Mm. No mm. ice, but it's cool. Yeah. Mmm, that's good. Uh, how cold do you usually like your water? I actually enjoy water room temperature, yeah. generally. So you like fancy restaurants? Mmm. Yes. I like it tepid. Mmm. Mmm. But all the chili will suffice. Do <laughs> Show you... me what you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I have more questions. I have follow-up questions. Do you... Would you say that you don't like ice, Bye. or you don't like the chilliness of ice? Is it a texture I thing? I think I think it's very important um, what kind of ice it is. Mm. I love like crunchy ice, uh, like yeah. the little balls that are really easy to break apart. That's some good ice. Yes. Um, but <laughs> stop spilling your margarita. <laughs> but if you get those huge pieces of it's ice, a that... butt to this. <laughs> okay, go ahead. If you get. <laughs> <laughs> I really did spill the margarita. Yeah, Most of my shirt. I'm just going to take it off. <laughs> there is a shirt underneath. <laughs> the really big, like, cubes of ice that most ice trays make, I do not enjoy. No one likes those. Because if you're drinking water and then one of those slides into your mouth, you're choking. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I cannot combat it. Because I can't bite through it. <laughs> yeah, no. Those, those ice cubes, I don't know why they make... Does anyone know why they make the ice trays that big? Whiskey. It's oh, she knows. Oh yeah, because they put like yeah. one ice cube and then they fill it with whiskey and they think they're fancy. You love whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me about whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I've told that story on this show. You so did you, not. <laughs> I think I have. So <laughs> that was me, everybody. <laughs> uh, Shelby, what are you drinking? Uh, Do you have any more follow-up questions first? I think About I'm content. Ice cubes? I think I'm content with those okay. questions. Yeah, um, I am drinking some sangria that I made. It is delicious. Um, it's like half fruit juice and like ginger ale. So mm. I I brought the jug in with me, but it's only about yeah. half a bottle of like the cheapest red wine we could find. So oh. mm-hmm. mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Sunday. It's Sunday. You don't want to go too hard. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're we're easing into springtime. It's getting warmer. Mm. It's not Beautiful. really sunny today, but um, it's it's the time of year for sangria. I'll take your word for it. That, yeah. I think I, I think of any wine drink, I think sangria is probably my favorite. Well, because you don't like wine. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's not my favorite thing. That's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I visit you, or when we're um, when we're out and about, and we go to a wine bar, I'm happy to drink wine if you put it in front of me and tell me what what I should drink. I'm not you gonna can lie. About all the cool after tones. <laughs> after. <laughs> uh-huh. I was so excited to see what there's a there's a hint a, of fruit. There's, <laughs> There's an amazing office scene um, in the dinner party episode where where Michael Scott takes a drink of wine and says, it's kind of an oaky afterbirth. (laughs) 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 And it is, yeah, just one of my my favorite lines. I was hoping you'd go there. Absolutely beautiful. No, I tried my own, I shot my own shot in terms of wine knowledge and I don't think I made it there. I think you you sunk it. I am. Oh, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I'd love to go to a wine bar and just watch you try things that I know you're probably not gonna like, and then just see the faces that you make. Yeah, 
Do you want to see Michaela try a margarita? Oh, yes, I do. It's okay. Is it, she, she, I'll do it. Are you sure? I won't like it. She I did get up at 4 a.m. and it's already 7 This is a face before I Oh, no. Oh, see, now I feel bad. Oh, no. Ew, ew, ew. Oh, no. Okay, Michaela does not like lime margarita. I'm so I sorry. I don't like alcohol. <laughs> Oh Do my gosh, I'm so something sorry. Else to drink? Uh, oh no. Do you want that cup of tea, well, Yeah. <laughs> well. Uh, it's okay, guys. I have water. Okay. Chili water. Yeah. Chili water with no ice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. That's horrible. <laughs> it's not good. There's no... Okay, that? Yeah. And a new opinion. Alcohol is better with ice. Because the colder it is, mm. the less you can taste it. Mm. <laughs> is, is that accurate? This, the colder something is, the less flavor it has? Um, okay, I do know. I don't know the answer, okay. but I do know that with some white wines, um, when they're chilled too much, you actually do lose some of the flavor. Like, they need to be slightly yeah, makes, warmer okay. because then it, it loosens up some of those, the fruit notes. But um, I don't know it about anything loosens else. loosens the fruit notes. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. Shelby can, when Shelby drinks something, like, fancy on this show, I don't know why I'm telling everyone this because they hear it. Well, I need to know. Like mm-hmm. They're here too, but des- I need to know. She'll uh-huh. describe the drink and mm-hmm. I'll just, like, sit back and be like, yeah, that. That sounds great, and then I'll be like, "Yeah, I just dropped. I just dumped some rum in with like with some like Pepsi or Use whatever." Use splooshes of rum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yummy. I sound like a child, <laughs> a child who's drinking alcohol, and but a I child. sound pretentious. It's a good balance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. With everything balanced. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have a. I think you have a segment for us. I Shelby, do have a segment. And I cannot wait to play. Uh, would you like to? Would you like me to describe? I would love for you to describe this segment. Okay, Shelby's a, a terrible whistler. Terrible. No offense. Terrible. And so once and she's been practicing, <laughs> maybe. Um, so uh, almost every episode, she records a, a little. A little clip of her whistling a popular song, and then I try to guess it. And today I have some help. You do! Uh, Which yes. last time you had help, Kinsey get, yeah. guessed it on the first go. Um, I had no clue. I so pressure's Kenzie, on. Yeah. No, I, yeah, Kinsey. Huh? Kinsey. Yeah. Kinsey. Oh. I, um, I didn't lie when I told you I was going to do a hard one. Um, ben picked the song. Well, we know it. You will, you'll, well, I don't know if you'll recognize it well, from sure, my whistling, yeah, the, but you definitely know the song. No, I didn't recognizing two different things. Without sure a doubt, you will recognize the song. Okay. And last time okay. we did um, movie themes as a, as a theme for the whistling got, segment. This time it is a pop culture song. You did, you did great. Okay. You did great. I did so good. I'm like already okay. embarrassed about this one. This one's really bad. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) 
Shelby. No. Oh my gosh, I'm so crying. I think we need to start by saying that that's way better than I was expecting. Like, oh, when you okay. said that she was a really bad whistler, what? that was lovely. Oh, thank you. Think you think I can change notes when I whistle? <laughs> I can't whistle at all. <laughs> that's beautiful. We should that do, was amazing. We well should done. do a duet sometime, Michaela. Oh, wow. It's going to be very one-sided. <laughs> uh, any guesses, um, Andrew? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Michaela? I've got nothing. I am yeah, the, no. very sorry. The first right. part is just the same note it's going to. It's very end. It's very monotonous. Do, that do. is true to the song. I think okay. probably this, the like the last segment is probably going to be the most helpful. But it felt okay. weird just recording that bit because I, I felt like sure. it wouldn't have given you the run up that you needed. So do you want the whole thing again or do you want it just like the second half? Give it to us. Give it. Give us the whole thing one more Okay. Time. Okay, here we go. Do you want to do you want to whistle it back to me, Andrew? I love when you do that. <laughs> I mean, the first part's easy. It's just. <laughs> and then the last part, I'm pretty lost on. Honestly, it switches around quite. A... Um. No, I I've got nothing. I'm so sorry. Uh, Would you like to know what it is? Yeah. It's Mr. Brightside. Shelby. Is it though? Shelby. <laughs> where? Where? Hold on! Hold on! Hold on! Okay. Where? Like, are you starting in the, the chorus? Jealousy. Manana, okay. Okay. To the sea. See, that's what I meant. I couldn't just do the end bit. I had to do the like the monotonous leading up to it. Yeah, I guess. It didn't help. Yeah, it definitely didn't help. (laughs) But it felt so wrong to not include it, even in just whistling. Although I'm pretty sure I didn't get the phrasing right. I was trying to keep the lyrics in my head, and then I was like, oh, I don't need know these lyrics, and then I think I skipped a section anyway. That's um, that's our whistling segment for the day, folks. I would like to say if you started with, like the verse, Uh, like the first verse, like coming out of my cave, mm, I might have gotten that. I did think about it, but I did not have any confidence in me being able to be that fast. I'm not a good whistler. I I don't think I could have done that. I tend to slow down 
when I can't hit notes, and that would have just been horribly painful. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> uh, well, good job. You're, you're improving. Uh, <laughs> Thank uh, you, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do also have a segment for us before we get into other stuff. Is this uh, uh, things you don't know? Don't understand? The things I don't understand, and I've saved this one for Michaela. Michaela mm-hmm. works at Disneyland, is very important there. Um, and so, I've, yeah, I've been saving this one. Uh, in this segment, I just talk about something I don't understand. I don't necessarily want an answer, but I, I truly don't have one, and and I'm just curious about it, but not curious enough to, to want an answer, usually. Why... Okay, in our in our everyday lives, when we talk about going to the Bahamas or 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 that area of the world, we say Caribbean. Why, when we go on <laughs> the famed Disneyland attraction, do we call it Pirates of the Caribbean? I have wondered this for a decade, and I there's no right answer at this point. I don't Here's think. Here's what I think the answer is. Okay. I, I think the correct answer is Caribbean, because I think that's how they pronounce it there. Yes. I think when the movie came out, the vast majority of Americans aren't very smart. And they, <laughs> saw, it, they saw it on the movie posters written out, right? They saw it written yeah. out, and it looks like it says Caribbean. I bet I bet it even predates... That, that makes sense. I bet it even predates the movie then, because like, people go... People aren't traveling to the Caribbean in the 50s as much, probably, when the, or, yeah, the 60s, when the ride debuts, and then they see it on the sign, and they're like, oh, Caribbean. Caribbean. That's just how it looks. According to Google, um, one reason, it says, one reason many broadcasters mispronounce Caribbean is the Associated Press Broadcast Handbook lists its pronunciation phonetically wow. as Caribbean. Oh. It's their fault. I used to own one of those. <laughs> the what? Associated Press style guidebooks. Oh. Because I majored in public relations, oh. so I needed, oh, I needed yeah. to know that kind of okay, stuff. Okay, okay. So it's all their fault, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It is all their fault. All right. Wow. That was the things I don't understand, and I feel like maybe now. I understand a little more, but we still don't say it right. Like, mm-hmm. I still second-guess myself every time I'm talking about the attraction. is like, which way should I oh, say the, it? The Be- attraction is Caribbean. Which doesn't make any sense. I don't have a good reason, other than if exactly. someone said I'm going on Pirates of the Caribbean, I would think they were dumb. I'd be like, that is incorrect. Yeah, so... It, I bet that was even back- hard to say, right? Caribbean. Yeah, yeah Pirates I don't like of the Caribbean. I, I do, Caribbean. like, think about it every time I say it. But I think of Caribbean... And the Caribbean as two mm. separate things. Mm. Even though they're not, right? Even though they're not. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm back to not really understanding it, but <laughs> I also. I do agree, I think. Yeah. All right. There All right. we go. Great. That's things I don't understand. Thank we have you. some questions for Michaela. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, wow. Shelby Just, is... What if I wanted to have my own segment? Oh, please. <gasps> okay. Yeah. I'm going to have a segment. Okay. Okay. Um, Do you it's know called, what it is It's yet? called <laughs> Things That Are Currently Bothering Me. Oh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jeez. 
so it's a segment where I talk about things that are currently bothering me, mm, okay. and I want you guys to agree with me um, oh. and give me sympathy. Okay, that's okay. It. We just that's it. Get, that's affirm you. Good, okay. good. Okay. Um, this is my everyday life, everybody. Here's what's been bothering me. <laughs> uh, I have recently, in my job, started to need to wear business casual on a regular basis to work. Mm. Um, which is fun. I like picking my own clothes. Because she's important. Yeah. Stop. Boss of cool um, things. I like dressing you nice. wanted to be affirmed. Will you let me finish? <laughs> let me finish. Um, but I'm realizing that the more feminine types of business casual shoe wear mm. are so incredibly uncomfortable mm. yep. that it's hard for me to get through a day without like really bad foot pain. Yep. And... Like, if I'm going to wear a dress, it would look really weird if I wore sneakers or tennis shoes or something that had a lot of support. But my male counterparts Mm -hmm. wear button-ups and slacks, and they pretty much just wear tennis shoes or, like, fancy-looking tennis shoes that passes for business casual, and boom, they're good to go. Yep. And technically, I could probably wear any type of shoe that I wanted to to support my feet because I'm walking a lot, but... I feel like I just cannot go in there with tennis shoes on because they will judge me. Hmm. And so I think that more retailers need to create good business casual shoes for women that are supportive and do not cause blisters. Yep. Um, do not rub my heels. Yep. Um, and don't squish my toes mm-hmm. or make me step on a heel because Lord knows I cannot do that. Yep. Preach. And that's what's bothering me. And they currently. also don't need to look like you're 85. Yes, because then, like, the um, only other option is, like, loafers. Like, yep. I don't, I'm not here for loafers. Yep. I want to look good. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am sorry that that's that way for you, and Thank I you. do hope it changes soon. Because it's some bullshit. I agree, yeah. It is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know we were allowed to curse on this show. Oh, I swear all the time. <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was listening to a Hottest Take uh, the other day, uh, it's a it's a podcast, The Hottest Take, and it, they're each like seven minutes. I think I've talked about this before. But they were talking about like pre-pandemic, people dressed up a little nicer for work. Then we all wore very comfortable clothes for two years. And now maybe we don't need to dress up anymore, just in general. Yeah, people are caring less and less yeah. about that, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's I'm hoping that that translates to the shoe game as well. Yeah, mm. it's it's been interesting because at Disney specifically, they have a guide for cast members on what they can, like their costume guidelines and stuff like that. And after the pandemic, they opened up um, like wearing visible tattoos, right. not wearing, having visible tattoos, um, which has been really good That's for great. people to express their individuality. And I think without the pandemic, that might never have happened. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. We're taking steps in that direction, I hope. Where, like, people can actually be comfortable and be themselves. And, like, here, it's totally okay for most jobs, like, that you can have a color in your hair. Like, it doesn't matter if it's not natural. Like, I've even seen, I think recently I I saw a lawyer walk into the courtroom and she had pink hair. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So I I think it's changing, hopefully. I hope so. Yeah. I think think it probably is. That seems like a part of society that not many people are going to fight back against. Like some really grumpy old men might. But they're dying um, off. As usual. Yeah. Uh, 
But everyone else is like, yeah, we'd just rather be comfortable, I yeah. think. Like, if you want to wear a suit, like, go for it. Mm-hmm. Do it. If you want to wear a beautiful dress, please, mm. by all means. But, like, maybe we don't all need to. Yeah, but, like, yeah. if not... No, it cool. doesn't really... Yeah, it doesn't really change what you bring to the table in terms of no. your work ethic or your mind or anything like that. It doesn't shouldn't matter what you look like. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And if you're more comfortable, you're probably going to do your job better anyway. Exactly. I think about like laborers back a hundred years ago and they had to wear like wool suits. Like how much more productive would they have been if they didn't have to wear wool suits? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, any any other segments you'd like to do? No, I can only think of like one segment on the spot. Okay, that yeah. was My a good segment. Fried. Sorry, yeah. Thank you. Those Sorry, I didn't offer ahead of time. It was oh, very no. good. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I have a question for you. <clears throat> okay. The most in question, important question you'll answer while you're on the podcast. Um, we ask all of our guests. Out. We're taking a poll. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. lemons or limes? Limes. Limes, 100%. Wow, oh. I think you're the first My person heart. to say limes other than <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> we had tacos tonight, and why didn't we have limes to... I didn't tell you to buy any, and I didn't make it to the store in time. Oh. I love limes. You had, you had a little bit of lime just a second ago. <laughs> yeah, so margaritas, lime. And we're switching to lemons now. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I don't like lemon and baked goods at all, <gasps> but I love a key lime pie. I am sure. And I really like lime, fresh lime juice on any sort of mm. Mexican mm-hmm. dish. Mm-hmm. So oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But no, Shout no. Shout out to lemonade, though. I like lemonade. No, Lemonade's like lemon just as good, squares, though. lemon curd, lemon meringue pie, nothing like that? Gross. Lemon no. poppy seed muffin? No. <gasps> wow. That's, a, that's incredible. muffin, that's where it's at. Oh, yeah. Lemon yeah. is a no-go for me. Wow. Okay. Wow. I'm not sure I've ever yeah. met someone that would, like, turn down, like, a lemon square. Oh, yeah. No, that's, like, my least favorite dessert. I... You know why? Just... Because you like some tart well, things, sour. don't you? Do you like any sour things? No, not really. No. 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 I don't like sour candy... Okay, um, okay. That's probably why. Mm, okay. Cause yeah. like a key, Sour and spicy, not a fan. A key lime pie is quite sweet. You don't really get that punchy sourness. Yeah, more, no. Whereas with it's lemon stuff, It's got a little bit do. of like a, a twang or something yeah. to it, but there's no, there's no like sourness to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Okay. Thank you. I don't understand. You're welcome. Mm. People who enjoy spicy things and like sour things, to me, it's just pain. It's like mouth pain. You've come around a little bit on, like, sauces that have a little bit of spice on yes, them, Yes, but they, their flavor they overwhelms exactly. the pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. If a, I don't like spice for the sake of spice, but I do like some spice if it, if it also introduces some flavor right. to it. And I don't yeah. mind, I don't like sour for the sake of sour, but I just love lemons. Anything with lemons. Hmm. crazy about it I, yeah mm-hmm. lemons do have I, like i i like lemons but mm-hmm. limes are better but um but like lemons do have a pretty good flavor i think mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i wouldn't just eat one on its own well most people uh, i saw it's our here's our weekly uh, gang of youths 
antidote. Um, on their Instagram reel, I one of the band members just like it had a lime in his hand and ate it like an apple. And I've never seen anyone with the try spit that. On it? Yeah, I've never I seen anyone do that before. Not okay with that. Yeah, it didn't seem like any of the other band members were okay with it as well. Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, fair Who enough. Knows? Fair enough. Go try it, Andrew. Go try it. I don't have any limes, remember? Oh, we would have had shit. them with our food. We really should have. Yeah. I feel sad now. I'm so sorry. We'll make you tacos another time and we can have limes again. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Uh, my question. Mm-hmm. This, this might require maybe a little more thinking. You can... You have multiple hometowns at this point. You can do Tacoma, which where you which was where you were born. There we go. Um, you could move to move into Ellensburg or Seattle, where you've spent plenty of time in your life. Or you can do Anaheim or Huntington Beach, where you currently live. If someone came to visit you, and you could only take them to one thing at any one of those places, where would you where would you take them? Um. Oh gosh, who is this person? That that's a fair question, but just assume like a maybe not like a close friend, but but like someone you like, but not not like. I mean, like someone who's never either. been there before. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yeah, just show them the your version of the. It doesn't have to be like a top tourist attraction, but your like quintessential. This is hunting the beach or I mean, Anaheim or. I mean. It's hard not to pick Disneyland. Right. Because out of all of the things, that's what I think would bring them the most joy. Mm. Because it's Disneyland. Um, but if I wanted to show them a place that like meant the most to me, it would probably be my college campus. Mm. Um, I went to Central Washington University in Ellensburg, Washington, um, which is a ho-dunk farm town. But I really feel like that place turned me into the person that I am today. And I always loved the campus. Um, it's gorgeous. A bunch of tall really brick buildings is. and lovely trees. Mm-hmm. And it snows in the wintertime. Oh. And the leaves falling oh. um, in November is incredible. Um, yeah, I'd probably take them there. It's a pretty Cause, place. Cause it sounds in picturesque. Terms of, it is picturesque. Like, if there's anywhere that I could go right now, it would be there. Mm. Yeah, it would be there. Mm. Yeah. All right. Mm. Good choice. Thank you very much. I do think, um, to go back to your first one, I do think Disneyland is like quintessential Anaheim. Oh, for sure. I, yeah. It's if anybody hard comes to, down to visit, that's yeah. what they. That's where they want to go. And it's also hard to overstate like what it means to the community too, which I didn't really understand till living here. Hmm. It's like, oh no, this is this is the culture. It's not. It's not like some tourists. Well, I mean, it is. It's some huge tourist trap to some degree. But it's also like, no, no, these people genuinely love mm. this place. And, and like, the I've said it before on this show, like, the most common outfit you see down here is a Mickey Mouse shirt and an L.A. Dodgers hat. Mm. And it's like, you, you see that hundreds of times a day. And, I don't know why you and, would live in Anaheim if you didn't like Disney. Right? right, right. Like, yeah. what an interesting choice. It would get so annoying. Yeah, really yeah, would. yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we are 35 minutes in. Do we want to talk about anything we've done, or should we get to the top? Did you want to tell us anything about what you've done this week? Anything you've 
we went to Not Scary Farm. Yeah, do you want to talk about that? Oh, we please talk, talk about, about that. that. You should talk about it. Well, I had already gone twice prior before yeah. taking you, so I was <coughs> I was incredibly prepared. Excuse me. Um, yes, you were. And Michaela, do you were. like scary things? Where are you at no. on that scale? Okay. I really, really don't like scary things. Right. I think we're pretty even. Yeah. As far as... We scare really easily. We do, and we both... Like, we'll watch a horror movie, but we don't particularly like the genre. Right. Um, there's there's a few select horror movies that we both like, I yeah. think. Yeah, there's just something about Not Scary Farm. Um, they, You can see the like heart of yeah. the team who builds it, mm. and the storytelling is super original. And a lot of it looks very homemade, and that's because it is. But in the best way. Like, someone put their heart and soul into what you're looking at. Um, so I've always really enjoyed Knots much more over Universal. Because Universal is, like, a huge production. So much money. Um, but there's not a lot of originality to it, it mm. seems like. So that's why I went so many times to Scary Farm this year. Because I just... I love... I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, we... Yeah, we both went to... We went to Horror Nights. And then, maybe a week later, went to Scary Farm. And... Like I had to be talked into Scary Farm at that point because Horror Nights was, it was not my favorite thing. It was I did scary. Not like it. it was terrifying, um, but no. Then talking about Disneyland and how it's kind of just a part of of being down here. Not Scary Farm's the same way, but kind of in a more campy. Mm. Um, like, oh, they're trying their best, and it's sweet and kind of cute, and oh, that looks bad, but that's okay. Um, and, but they do the holiday thing so well, and that starts with Scary Farm. Uh, they're actually celebrating next year is like the 50th anniversary of their first Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. But we, Michaela and I are both huge fans of theme park storytelling, whether that be attractions or in this case, mazes that people go through. And then, and in all of these, there's a very clear story and and sometimes you have to search a little more for it and, and sometimes there's details that like you won't get until the second or third time you go through but mm. but there's stories and there's cool animatronics popping out and there's um i mean they're scare actors but they're they're more interesting than people that are just there to scare the scare the shit out of you yeah, so it's- it's obvious that Knott's Berry Farm gives their scare actors a lot of freedom in yeah. terms of how they interact they with the guests in the park. They actually are a character instead of a, instead of a jump scare. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, a, it's great. I would recommend it to nearly everyone. It sounds like unless a lot you of just, fun. Unless you're just like absolutely opposed to getting scared and it's, you just hate it, which is my wife and, and a number of other people people i'm sure mm-hmm. but um otherwise like like again we don't like getting scared that much but but i would go to this multiple times a year michaela did i did yeah, yeah. Three, three times yeah, yeah. it's great mm. yeah all right uh should we should we jump into the topic anything you want to talk about shelby no i think i'm good let's just jump in okay sounds good uh so this week we're going to talk about uh, moving away from home, preferably moving far away from home, because we all kind of did that. Um, she'll be a little more dramatically than than Michaela and I. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just start there and, and maybe 
Um, I, I know Shelby and I have talked about it a little bit on prior episodes, but just when you moved and where you moved to. Um, Michaela, do you want to start with that? Yeah. Um, we're going to be quite similar. Um, <laughs> I grew up in Washington and I went to school, my college in Washington, um, and I moved away to do the Disney College program. So I moved from Washington State down to Anaheim. Um, I did that right before the pandemic. So I was actually only in California for a couple of months before the pandemic started. And I had to move straight back to Washington. Um, so my first journey away from home was not very long. It was very short lived. Um, but as soon as I was able to come down after the pandemic had kind of evened out, I did. And I've been here ever since. So I kind of moved away from home twice. You did. Mm -hmm. I made two separate moves. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I'm the same. It just, just the only the second time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Shelby, Michaela, I just want to ask a question. Which one do you think was the easier move, the first time or the second time? They're both pretty hard My for different goodness. reasons. Yeah, they. I think the second move was easier because I had been down here before and I knew that I liked it. Mm. Um, it was a huge leap of faith the first time to move away from everybody that I knew. Um, the first time as well, I came down with absolutely nobody. Um, mm. I went into the program not knowing a single soul. Um, the second move, obviously, Andrew and Melissa came down. Um, someone else I knew came down. So I had people in my corner from the beginning. Mm. Um, the first time I came down, um, I was starting fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a big deal. Yeah. Shelby, you want to talk about when you moved? Yeah. And I guess you've moved several Yeah. Well, several times. Yeah. Uh, which is funny. I'm like, oh, well, when did I move to New Zealand? I was like, oh, but I moved from New York. Oh, but then I moved to... Yeah. So I grew up in Oregon. Um, and so when I graduated high school, I wanted to go to school up in Washington. And so that was like, oh, I want to move far enough away where, like, it's really hard to get home, but I can still get home in a weekend if I need to. So I was like, great, so I'll go up, I'll move to Kirkland. Um, and, yeah, kind of same situation as you, Michaela. Like, I, I think I knew one person, hi, Jen, um, on campus. Otherwise, I didn't hi, know Jen. anyone. And that was, you know, that was big as, like, this little baby 18-year-old. Um, but, of course, like, that's different because you're moving on to campus. Like, you've got classes and social things and dorm rooms and whatever. So, like, there you have built-in community. But then um, a few years later, I moved after graduating and all that stuff. Um, I moved out to small, small town, western New York State. And um, my... Aunt and my uncle and my two cousins and my grandma live there. Otherwise, I didn't know anyone. And, oh boy, was that was that a tough one? Um, it was never meant to be long term, but about three months into it, I was like, oh, okay, I need to leave. Like, I need to get out of here. And so it was... Wow, that was quick. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fast. It was really hard to find a job. And then it was like, oh, okay, I'm getting to know people here. I'm getting to know the vibe. And when I moved, it was like just coming on autumn and it was like beautiful and gorgeous. And then winter came and I was like, oh no, never again. And it was very small town mentality. I was planning a trip to Spain at the time and like no one understood why I wanted to go to Spain. I was like, well, clearly these are not my people. 
So um, it was a year after that that I packed up and I moved to New Zealand. And I knew two people here. And um, hi, yeah. Kurt. Hi, Kurt. Uh, number one fan. And yeah, that was, yeah, the biggest, obviously, like the biggest move of all and the biggest transition. So, yeah. What made you choose New Zealand? So when I was in Spain, that trip that I was planning on, um, I met a couple of Kiwis and um, had a bit of a fling for one of them. And it was him and his dad that was there. And so um, when I went back home, I knew that, like, oh, I'm going back to New York. I don't want to be in New York. I had kind of been thinking about Portland because I knew I didn't want to go back to my hometown, but I love the West Coast. And... um, So I met this guy and we started talking about New Zealand and that obviously didn't last for very long, but then New Zealand was in my brain and I had already decided that I wanted to go and getting a, like a working holiday visa was super easy. I think I applied and within like a week or two I had it. And so it was like, yeah, it was like, it was easy. It was really, really easy. Yay. Privileged Americans. And, um, at that point, it was like, oh, I can't not go. Like, I've heard about this beautiful country that's never been on my radar. If nothing else, I'll go. I'll travel around. I'll do, like, the backpacking thing. I'll get over to Australia. I can tick them off my list. I can come back and, like, you know, whatever. Cool. It was an adventure. And then I got here, and I was like, this place is so much more amazing than I ever thought it would be. So it, I really kind of stumbled into it. Yeah. Mm. It's crazy to think that a short little fling that you had with somebody totally altered the course of your life. Yeah. Does that person even know that you um, ended up moving? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, okay. um, so Kurt, our number one fan, um, is his dad. Number one fan. Number one fan. Um, and when I moved here, I ended up living with Kurt and his wife, Lisa, for, I think, Aww. three or four months. Yeah, yeah, which was lovely. Like, they got me all set up. I had a job to come to. I had a place to stay. Um, I, yeah, I was in his daughter's wedding last year. Um, like, Super sweet. yeah. And so that was, it was just the whole thing was such a surprise. Cause I was like, this was this short lived fling, but was this pivotal moment that put New Zealand on my radar. And like, now it's my home and I love it here. And like, I've got Ben and I'm married and like, I'm not going anywhere. And like, that's wild to think that this like crazy adventure through Spain, you know, led me here. Like the domino effect yeah. of that is just crazy Hmm. do you think uh maybe to both of you do you think it was uh there there are definitely memories and and people we meet along the way that get us to different spots in our lives whether that's moving across the country or across the world or or something maybe a little smaller um but do do you think uh do you think you would have ended up there without uh, uh, without Taylor? I don't know if we've said his name. Mm-hmm. Um, or and do you think what what led you, Michaela, to move down to Anaheim the first time? Um, I mean, I think I think for a lot of I don't want to speak for everybody, but um, I think moving away pushes you out of your comfort zone in ways that almost nothing else can yeah. because moving to a new place, you are so far away from everything that had made you feel safe beforehand. Um, And the reason I moved was because I could see myself being happier in that place than where I was. Um, 
and I just believed so truly that I would love, love, love to work at Disney and live down here that I couldn't, I could not stay in Washington. Like it was a physical need to leave. Um, and so that's why I left is because I had a dream and that was the only way to chase that dream. Um, I could, yeah. Did and you, I, sorry. Do you think you recognized that at the time? Like, did you recognize <laughs> that it was such a leap? Um, because, uh, pardon when me I, for stepping on your, your toes. There was like an end date and, yeah, and like you. Yeah. Cause when I, which, which made it easier, right. um, because when I first moved down, it was for the Disney College program. And the way that that all worked was that they had a job for you lined up. They had a living situation for you lined up. You were guaranteed to work enough hours to pay your bills. Um, so it was really easy to move because everything was set up. Um, you're right, though. It did have an end date. Um, I was only supposed to be there for seven months. Um, with the pandemic, it ended up only being two. But having that kind of cushion, it's like, mm. okay, this is kind of like a school function. Um, there are people like there are coordinators who have offices that you can go to if you're needing help. And it was kind of like going off to school. It, mm. it gave you like a safety net, um, which is one of the reasons why I ended up doing it in the first yeah. place is because everything was set up. Um, had that not been the case and I needed to just apply for a job down here and find an apartment, that probably never would have happened. Um, and I think it was only because of my first experience with the college program that I was then able to make that second jump, um, I moved down without like really having anything set up and without having the job completely lined up the second time because I knew, I knew that that's where I belonged. So mm -hmm. I was willing to go through those harder steps to figure things out. Um, but it was having the program made everything a lot easier. And I think it's cool now, like there are so many different programs that allow you to um, work overseas right. or do internships out of state um, and if someone's afraid to really jump out and do something without a safety net those programs are mm. a great place to start yeah yeah mm -hmm. definitely yeah Shelby do you, do you think you um, what led what led to your first move mm. I guess to New York and then and then I mean you kind of spelled out a little bit of how you mm. got to New Zealand but yeah. is it a feeling is it is it something Different. <laughs> I remember um, living in Seattle or, you know, in the Seattle area and going to visit family. And when I went to get on the plane to go back to Seattle, I remember feeling no joy whatsoever getting on that plane. Hmm. Like I and and I can't even tell you what airport I was in or even like what trip it was. But I just remember that moment so distinctly that like I would have been happy getting on any plane. But like I just didn't want to go back to Seattle. And that for me was kind of like the, oh, like I need to leave. Like I love, I have loved, loved, loved Seattle for so long. It felt like the home that I made for myself. So many great memories, so many moments of discovery of like music and culture and friends and like who I am and growing up and like all those things. And for, for that moment to be like, I don't want to go back. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to get out. Like I have to leave. And I think it was at that point that I started thinking about, okay, like, what does that actually look like? Um, cause I thought, I kind of thought I'd live in Seattle for forever. Like I thought I'd go live overseas for a year or, you know, something like that. But I always thought that Seattle would like be home. And so I was like, wow, like this is weird. I don't know what this looks like. 
And, um, you know, it was one of those like harebrained ideas that just you don't really know where they come from, but then they just don't ever go away. That was like, I'm going to text my Aunt Leisha that I have absolutely no relationship with. And I'm going to see if I can go out there and she'll teach me how to bartend and I'll just live with them for a little while. What? Like, where did that even come from? But I like, yeah, I remember calling her that first day and sitting in my office and talking and she was as surprised as I was. And she said, yes. Um, But yeah, I think for me, it was that feeling of like, if there's no joy left in this place, then like, why stay? Hmm. Hmm. I don't, do you think people... I'm trying not to knock the human race because you both know I don't like to do that. Uh-huh. Do you think uh, people are able to recognize that very easily? Um, hmm. Because because <laughs> yeah. you don't hear stories like either of you are telling all that often, to be honest. Yeah. This is going to come off as judgmental. <laughs> sure. Um, but, I mean, obviously we all have Facebook and we stay connected with people that we went to school with and things like that. Um, And there are a lot of people from my high school that remain in Tacoma. Um, They didn't move. They hang out with the same people they hang out with in high school. And from their posts on social media, they seem exactly the same Mm. as they were in high school. Like, you don't see a lot of growth, really, um, in terms of, like, new ideas or trying new things. Um, They're... They're just doing the same thing they've always done. Um, And if I look back at my Facebook, I don't even recognize that person anymore. (laughs) Um, Like that, that person that lived in Washington doesn't exist anymore because I've grown so much moving down and really chasing after something that I wanted. Um, And I think a lot of people are just too scared or maybe they don't recognize that gut feeling when you got on the plane. I definitely felt that exact way. Um, when I had to move back the first time, I knew that I didn't belong in Washington. And it ended up being like a year and a half slog mm-hmm. um, to get back here. Um, and I felt that every moment I was up there during the pandemic. It's like, I do not belong here. Um, and I think people are just too scared to jump out of comfort zones. And I think that that keeps them where they're comfortable. And then... They don't really grow as much as you could if you took a leap like that. I think you're right. I think I think to give some credit to people, some people just are actually happy, mm. like staying where they're at, and and if that's your thing, then then do it. Like if you're happy, that's good. Mm. That that's what matters. Um, but I do think it um, is beneficial and and gives a person some. Uh, even if they aren't ready for it, it'll make a person grow like right o- right away yeah. if they do it. Um, and, and sometimes that leap of faith is uh, very rewarding in the end. I think sometimes too, people just don't don't know that it's an option, or they just don't know how to do it. Like, yeah. obviously, you have to be in a somewhat like financially stable situation, to just like pick up and move. Which sometimes mean that, like, you just don't own anything, right? Because, like, if you have no payments, that means that you have no stuff. And, like, you can just pick up and move if you have nothing. But, um, yeah, I think for some people, maybe, like, they've just never have it, had it modeled. You know, like, um, right. my family is, like, a family of movers. They've just moved everywhere. 
And, you know, my sister is very international and she's lived in all different places. And so I think, I think there was just something in me that always knew that I would move. Um, but I can totally understand like those first couple of times, first couple of times, but I, I understand the, the fear of like, what if I don't get a job? What if I'm not going to live in a good area? What if it's not safe? What if I don't make friends? What if I don't like it? What if I've made a huge mistake? What if none of my friends will do long distance phone calls with me? What if, you know, da, 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 da. I can totally see how that can just paralyze people. Um, it's a lot. It is. Uh, even, even coming from like a family of movers. I mean, it takes a lot of courage yeah. uh, for both of you. I mean, that, that was to go somewhere where you don't know anyone, even if you have the personality where it's like, yeah, I'm going to jump and I need to go do this. Like it's still, still doing it is, is what actually matters. And, and that you both had the courage to go do it is, mm. is remarkable really. Mm. I think, too, in terms of things that might stop people from making that move um, is familial pressure. I come from a family of not really movers. They've Mm -hmm. really been in Washington the entire time that they've been alive. And so it was a little bit odd for someone to jump ship and to go to a state where there was no family. Um, And they were supportive about it and they were wonderful. But you get the occasional like, oh, I really wish you still lived here. or I miss seeing you and... Are you sure that you're happy where you are now as opposed to being close to me? Um, And I just think that I always have had a big fear of disappointing people. Um, So that's been a little bit rough to hear that, especially when I'm missing holidays and birthdays and things like that. Um, But sometimes you just have to be a little selfish and Mm. think about what's going to make you happiest and do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think sometimes family will say those things and maybe they don't mean it in the best way other times they do just genuinely like want to say they miss you i think too and it's on us as the the people who moved away to be like okay i i see that for what it's worth and and like i have to take that in which isn't always a easy thing to do i think that's very hard um, because it's easy to be like, oh, well, they just aren't happy I'm not here. Uh, and that's not always true. Sometimes it is, but that's not always true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think there can be a lot of guilt that comes with moving away, which yeah. is interesting because, you, you know, even if you have a family that's, like, supportive, because, like, my family, they want me to be happy. They know I'm happy here. and um, And so they're, like, very supportive, but there still is guilt around, like, Oh, my mom's homesick. I wish I could take her something to eat. Like, oh, if I was there, I could da da da, you know, or like, oh, you know, dad's going through the, you know, I wish I could just pop around and bring him dinner, you know, like any of that stuff. Right. So I think it's important for anyone thinking of moving. Like, that exists. Even if you have a great relationship with your family, even if they're supportive, those thoughts happen on a daily basis. At least for me, they do. But, um, I think, I think too, it's, I know that if I was in the States right now, I wouldn't live in the same place as my dad or my mom or my sister because I don't like those places. <laughs> and so I still wouldn't be able to do any of those things, even if I lived closer. And I wouldn't be living a life that is fulfilling and like authentically me. So there is this like really weird give and take and like these mental gymnastics that you do around family and pressure and guilt. It's, yeah, it's a lot to process. 
Thankfully, the world's getting smaller, so <laughs> you can send you can send someone dinner. You can uh-huh, yeah. uh, you can FaceTime them mm-hmm. for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there are ways around it. Yeah, um, you can do a podcast. It's not, it's, no, it's not the same. But yeah, yeah, you can you can podcast once a week and uh-huh. and talk about things that no one else is gonna listen to. <laughs> Just record your conversations and post them on the <laughs> yes. internet. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yep. Uh huh. Exactly. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, uh, moving, moving on a little bit. When, when did you, I think you will have different answers for both of you kind of two major moves. When did you start to feel comfortable in a new spot? Um, answer for both, if you don't mind. Uh, Um, I felt pretty comfortable right away the first time, um, it was kind of like a dorm situation where I moved, and so I was surrounded by a bunch of people doing the exact same thing. Um, so again, instant community. And I spent my days... I, I'm a very independent person. I'm okay being alone. Um, so the thought of moving somewhere and not having any friends in person did not really scare me. Um, so I was either working or I was going into Disneyland as a guest by myself. Like, I just went by myself, and I... <laughs> didn't really need anybody else. Um, and you came like a couple of times um, in those couple of months. And that was definitely when I felt the happiest is having people around me that I loved. Um, but I was completely content being on my own. Um, the second time took a little bit longer. Um, I wasn't surrounded by people that were doing the same thing as me. Um, I found a roommate on the internet. And so becoming comfortable in an apartment with a stranger took a bit. Um, she ended up being amazing. She's wonderful and we're good friends now, but I would say the second time probably took a couple of months to really feel comfortable. Um, but the first time, just because I kind of had a support system built into that program, it was, Mm -hmm. it was pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me coming like, well, going to New York, I'm just not sure I ever felt comfortable. Um, but coming here, I think. I think meeting Alex changed everything because I, I came here and I knew Kurt and I knew Lisa and like that was that was wonderful but it was like oh I'm in a room in their house and like I don't know how long I'm staying and like they're really nice but like everything's new and like I don't know where to go to you know buy anything that I need and I'm trying to get this job and you know it's a lot and um and then I met Ashley their daughter and we became friends And so we started hanging out and doing stuff, and that was just great. That was wonderful to have, like, a buddy. And she was in a really interesting spot in her life where, like, she just needed a buddy to do stuff with, too. And we got on great. And then I met Alex, and Alex is one of my best friends. She's also an American, but she had been here for a few years before I got here. And so we met, and it was just, like, instant, like, best friends. Like, it was like, oh, my gosh you're a cool person. I want to be more like this, you know, this thing that you do. Like, I think that's awesome. I can learn from this. We're going to do music together. We're going to go to the beach together. We're going to hang out like instant best friend. And I think that was that moment where I was like, oh, I can find a community here. Like I can find people here that resonate with me and we like the same things and we left our country for a reason. And now we're here and we can just we can just enjoy this crazy, beautiful life in this wonderful country. And I think that's when things kind of default into place. Like, 
I was able to get connected into theater because of Alex and we were doing music together and then we were taking trips together. And so all of these pieces of like, oh my gosh, this is my dream life all started happening. And then, um, and then I was working on getting my visa so I could stay longer. And then shortly after that, I met Ben. So I'd say within like six months to a year, I was like, oh no, like this is my home. Like I'm not going anywhere. I moved out of Curtin Lisa's and got my own spot and I was renting. And so probably that six month mark was, I was, I was really comfortable. Yeah. Hmm. It didn't seem to, like you never seemed really uncomfortable no. when no. you were there. Even at the but, start, like not knowing everything, everything was an adventure. It was like, right. I will get lost on my way to the beach and I don't care. Like, Right. Because I will get lost on my way to the beach with one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had in my hand. It, like, it was, everything is just beautiful. And it's an island, right? You can only get so lost. Like, you just run into the ocean eventually. Like, it was just, it was fantastic. Yeah. So, it, there are lots of moments of, like, oh, yeah, this is new and weird and, like, a little different. But it was, it was also, in a lot of ways, just really easy. And it just fit. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think? New York was different because of the people primarily or, or just everything. I really wanted to like it. And I, I did it first in like those autumn months when it like, it was beautiful and it was sweater season. And I was trying to find like my coffee spot and I was getting to know my family. And, and then it was like, Oh, I don't get on with my uncle. Oh, and snow (laughs) really sucks when you have to dig yourself out of your driveway. And, (laughs) and then it was like, Oh, small town mentalities. Like people are racist here and people aren't cultured and they don't get me. And Oh, I'm so alone. And it was just like, and yeah, by the time January rolled around, I was like, Oh my gosh, I need to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, moving to New York right before winter for a hot weather lover like you is, is a bold move. She dumb. I just did not realize that I hated the cold weather so much. Now I know. Autumn sounds beautiful, though. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely. I yeah, went to I'm Baltimore. Sure. It was, I mean, Ooh. it was wonderful. Road trip. Oh, yeah. B yeah. is for Baltimore. B is for Baltimore. Um, yeah. What about you, Andrew? How would you answer this question? Uh, the comfortable question? Yeah. Oh, um, it, it was very gradual for me. Uh, I am happy to say that I had, I would make plans that for something I hadn't done before nearly every week. Mm -hmm. So I, it was very intentional and it was like, oh, I'm going to experience something new. So I have something to look forward to every single week. Um, and that, that honestly uh, pulled me through a lot of the time. Um, that plus recording, uh, plus hanging out at Disneyland with Michaela, things like that. Uh, there, there were just you kind of when you're not comfortable in a place and you've never moved before in your thirty years of life. Um, you have to kind of take the winds and let them carry you to the next one mm. until until the winds become a little more frequent. Mm. I think. And, and that's basically what I did. Uh, I did feel comfortable um, spring into summer. So it was probably a good, a, it, was, it was a while. It was probably seven or eight months of full-time living here. Yeah. And then, and then I, I started to feel like, 
like this was home. Mm-hmm. Um, for for the first part, we didn't really have a home, and that that definitely doesn't make you feel like you're in a in a spot. And then we finally got a lease somewhere, and we we love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a it's a perfect spot for for what I want to do. Um, and so that helped a lot. And then and then you just kind of slowly keep going and, and and treading, and 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 then eventually it starts to starts to feel good mm-hmm. <laughs> and and fun and you you start to have things you look forward to um more and more instead of just like a couple times a month yeah there's a there's a great ending i'm gonna spoil a movie to a movie i've talked about before to brooklyn um where this irish immigrant is moving to uh new york and she's she had a tough time very homesick she went back for her mother's funeral and was like, I don't know if I'm going to move back to New York. But then at the end of the movie, she's like, uh, eventually you're going to start to miss those people that you saw on the street every day, just walking past, even if you didn't know them. You're going to start to you're going to start to think about your friends. And, and, and all of a sudden that place becomes home instead of what you had before. And and that I think is really holds true unless you genuinely just don't like the place, yeah, <laughs> or or don't have anyone with you. Mm. So, um, which which, if you can move without anyone with you, I uh, that that's I don't think I could do that. So, mm. <laughs> it it feels a lot to me like starting a new job. Um, you like go in on your first day, you know nobody, you don't know what to do, you're you're flailing, you know. Yeah. Um. And then day by day, you learn something new. Um, and eventually, uh, six or eight months will go by, a year will go by, and you'll look up and you'll know the run of the place. You'll know the people, you mm. know what to do, you know how to succeed at your job. Um, but at the beginning, you go in and it's so overwhelming. And you just think, how am I going to learn all of this? Right. How am I going to succeed here? Everyone looks like they know each other and they're having a lot of fun. <laughs> And they're judging me as the new kid, you know. Especially in LA, like like that is what LA is. Like, yeah. Oh, 100%. you're new, and, and people are being something that they usually aren't, and then they'll just like like you don't look like them. So yeah. yeah. And like you take your time and you get comfortable, and I mean, just like a job, maybe you do work it for six months and you realize, I don't like this. Right. I don't fit here. Like you went to New York, you tried it, you didn't fit. Nope. But guess what? You can always just find a new job. You can yeah. find a new place. You can try again. Um, there's nobody saying you move once and that's where you have to stay. Mm. Um, you can move wherever you want for however long you would like to. Um, and just because you jump on one opportunity and it doesn't work out doesn't mean that the next one isn't going to be incredible. Mm. Right. And just like a new job, you can show up and not know anything. And you can ask questions and you can ask for help and you can try and make mistakes and then try better next time like the whole process i think we have a great capacity for change i think we just avoid it like the plague and so like yeah showing up in a new place and not knowing anyone like there's parts of your life that will encourage you to meet people and make friends and you know as you get a job then things are more stable and i remember buying my own like comforter and sheets for my bed because I had moved into my own place and wasn't with my friends. And that was like, oh my gosh, I live here now. Like, I know where to go to buy these. One, I have money that I made to buy them too. And they're going on my bed. Like, 
I live here now. Like, this is for real. <coughs> so mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think a new job, like, that's a great analogy to what it's like to, to move somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think you stumbled on something. I think there's something to, like, a sense of ownership. Yeah. Um, over over whether that be, like, where you're actually living or mm-hmm. or things to do in the place you're living. Um, and when, once you have... Like your go-tos where if someone comes and visits you and you can be like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite restaurant. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite place to get tacos. This is my favorite. Like, I really want to show you this. Uh, I think there's something pretty powerful in that, that, uh, that like if someone comes and visits, you want to show off. You, I think you just want to show off. Yeah. I, um, and that is, uh, that's a good, I mean, like truly a good feeling if, mm-hmm. if you get to enjoy something and then show it to other people and then they enjoy it too that's whether that's disneyland for us or whether that's um the fountain when you take me to the fountain (laughs) in new zealand um uh, no i think i think just having places that you go on a daily basis or weekly basis that you love and then can uh, introduce to other people there's ownership in that and then that makes it feel more like home yeah i Mm -hmm. think on top of that um living in a place and you have like no memory of it like it's all new to you like i'm moving from huntington beach to anaheim next month um and there are places in huntington that i will drive by now and think oh i did this there and i took this person there when my mom visited we went there to eat and there's there's memories now Mm. in that space um just driving by areas and i know that i've been there and i feel comfortable there um and it didn't take that long for that to happen. Like I've only been living there for a year and it already feels like this is my area. When someone mm-hmm. comes over to my apartment, it's like, this is my Huntington Beach. Like this is where I live. Um, and it's because I've had so many experiences there now that like I'm sad leaving there next month because that place holds a really special, special place in my heart mm-hmm. now. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. Transition memories are very core, I think, in that, like, like even if, like Michaela's talking about, you live there for a, a year and, and, like, oh, but this helped me get to this place in my life, and now it's, and now I won't be there every day. Mm. I, I think, I think they hold a, a huge spot in our minds and our hearts. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Shelby, any, anything on that? Yeah, I was just thinking about the first coffee shop that, like, I would frequent. I'd walk there, like, at least, like, two or three times a week because I wasn't working right at the very start when I moved. And um, and I love coffee, of course. And I needed to get out of the house and I needed to, like, be <laughs> yeah. a part of the world. And so um, I still go there sometimes, which is really funny because Taylor works there now, which is hilarious, like, full <laughs> circle. Um, but, yeah, I just think of, like, how much time I spent there and, like, sitting out back. And even something as simple as, like, being in a coffee shop and, like, listening to accents and getting my head wrapped around it and getting it in my ears and, like, lingo and different words and, like, what is happening and... Um, the guy that was managing it at the time was a really lovely guy from the UK. And so we talk about what it was like being away from home and he had been away from home for a long time and I was so fresh. And it's like, this spot was like my first like discovery of like, this is my coffee shop. This is where I go to when I'm bored, when I need some time to just like, 
you know, be myself in a new space. And I love that feeling of discovery when you're in a new place and everywhere is new because it doesn't matter if you're just going to go get Indian food or if you're going to go hike a mountain. It's new and it's, it's yours. And now you have this stake to it because you have this memory associated with it. And I love that feeling. I love, love, love the feeling of, of being someplace new and it's completely fresh and you get to make it what you want it to be. Yeah. Mm. No, good. Yeah, that's really good. Mm. Um, It was hard to concentrate on anything else after you mentioned Indian food. I I know, right? Let's go get some butter chicken. There's some right down the road. (laughs) Oh, that sounds so good. (sighs) Yeah. As a side note, so Ben and I just moved house maybe three weeks ago. And the other night I came home from work and I was like, my mischievous plan. I was like, I don't want to cook. I don't want to grocery shop. We have room in the budget. I'm going to convince Ben to go get Indian food. And so I came home and I was like, oh, but there's just no top. Ah, nah, 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 nah. I was like, why don't we just, we'll just go get some curry? We'll just go get some Indian food. And he was like, oh, like, oh, okay. And it was way easier to talk him into it than I thought it would be. But we like put Charlie on our leash and we ordered the Indian food and then we walked into town and we went and we got it and we walked it back and then we ate it in our new house in the sunshine. And I was like, this is my dream life. Yeah, that's a dream right there. The next step is for it to be like a weekly thing and they like know us mm. and we're regulars. That's yeah. going to take more work putting that into the budget because there's a whole, I have to submit an application and then Ben has to approve it and then I stamp off on it. And then <laughs> and then it's like in the weekly budget, but that's my next step. I'm fascinated by your budgetary process, <laughs> but we'll move past that. Which is completely Scale fictional. One... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Scale of uh, one to ten, how good was the Indian food? Oh, it's good. It's really good. Not the Should best veggie korma, but, um, but their butter chicken is really good. What? Nothing. What? I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure no one here. The scale of one to ten. I'm never yeah. gonna play that game, Andrew. Oh, I know, but I will keep asking. Never, it's Andrew's ever. favorite game. Yeah. Honestly, well, why won't you guys play my ask favorite game? Ask me. Ask me. Ask me. Oh, Ask me about how good her Indian food was. <laughs> scale of one to ten. How good's her Indian food? I think it was like at an eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Right? She seemed pretty excited about it. She seemed pretty it, excited. But not like. OMG, this is the best Indian food I've ever had. So I'm going to go with an eight and a half. Um, Would you agree? I'm going to give it a one thumbs up. (laughs) Welcome to my life. Welcome to my life. Well, I tried. Thank you. Would you like to come onto the podcast and like interpret uh, Shelby's ratings every week? Because that was. Yeah, I can just jump in. Yeah. You say rate me. Or rate it. <laughs> so, I will not tell anyone to rate me. I better be a 10 out of 10. <laughs> you yeah, two 10 out of 10s. Thank you. 11 out of 10. Just call me up if you, okay. if you start rating and yeah, I'll sounds, let you know. Sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. All right. Okay, um, next question, Andrew. Next question. Next, next, question. next. next, next. Um... Well, yeah, well, we'll go with this. What, yeah, what advice would you give to anyone moving? Um, I don't take this how you will. Very open ended, but um, there's there's so many ways you could take this. But uh, Michaela, you've mentioned a few things already. Okay. I guess. Um, here's what I would advise anyone who's interested in moving away to do. Um, please do it. Please, please, please move. Um, mm-hmm. If you're feeling like you want to move away, there's a reason why. Um, 
I moved with Andrew and Melissa came down around the same time and I also moved down with somebody else and they struggled for a long time down here. Um, did not really get their footing, struggled to find a place to stay, struggled to find a job that they liked. Um, it was really rough for them for like a good six to eight months. Um, but at the end of it, they like thanked me for pushing them to mm -hmm. move because yes, it was rough, but they became a different person from it and grew in such an amazing way. And yes, it was a struggle, but they still got to that point where they loved living down here. Um, and I obviously had a really different move. I had a really good move and felt comfortable pretty soon and loved what I was doing. Um, but both of us feel really good about having moved away from home, even though we had totally different experiences. Um, it might be rocky. Um, I had some rocky spots too. Homesickness, um, feeling, <laughs> feeling guilty for having moved, um, but not for a second do I regret it. Mm. And do I think that I'm a better person now and more well-rounded? 100%. Mm. Yes, I do. Yeah. Shelby? I think the big thing is, like, just check your expectations. Because, like, it could be really easy. It could be really hard. So I think it's good to go into it and give yourself, like, a time frame. Like, hey, if you're someone that you fall into things really quickly, maybe you only need six months. But if you're someone that you kind of take your time and you're more methodical and more patient, like, maybe give yourself a year. Like, don't just move somewhere and then be like, ugh, it's hard, I don't like it, and then just bail. Like, you got to give it some time. But I also think that, like, Michaela, you're totally right. If someone's thinking about moving, they should just do it. Because if you're thinking about moving away from where you live, you probably don't want to be there anymore. So why not go someplace? And it's like what you said about jobs, right? Like, if you don't like it, you just go somewhere else. There's so many places in the world that you can live. And... I think, like, as Americans, we have it pretty easy because we have access to so many places. It's not as hard for us to get visas to live outside of the country if we want. And America is so big. Like, there's so many different parts of the country that you could live in, and they're all different. So I think, I think you just find what you love and you just follow it. But, yeah, I think it's good to, like, have a plan and, you know, like, do some research ahead of time and kind of do the legwork. And there's stuff that you'll move and you'll go, oh my gosh, I never thought about that. And that's just going to happen. That's totally fine. Um, did I ever think about the tax implications of moving out of country? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Is it going to bite me in the ass? Y yes, it will. But like, that's fine. You're not going to think of everything. But like, yeah, get your head wrapped around it. Do some research. Give it a shot. Yeah. Hmm. Um. No, I agree with all of that. If if you feel uneasy about where you're currently at, there's probably a reason why. Um, sometimes it's not as big as a move, but sometimes it, it really is. Um, I, I, I think there were a few reasons I moved down, and um, I don't regret any of them. Uh, some and, and I, again, I grew up... I mean, 30 years within 150 miles of everywhere I've lived in my whole life. Uh, I'm first 18 in the exact same house. Uh, so I am, uh, moving was, was hard uh, for a lot of reasons. But if you can come up with reasons to move and you feel uncomfortable, um, even if they're unorthodox reasons, uh, I think 
I think it's usually worth a shot. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I think uh, for me, a, a big thing was just wanting to try something different. Mm. Uh, and, and, and that was, that was okay. I was at a place in my life where I could, um, I mean, even if you're moving to, to help someone, I like get someone else comfortable. I think that's, that's okay. That there's, if you're at a place in your life, um, I'm going to keep quoting things. Uh, there's a, a, an episode in community, um, where I think Abed, who's a really like nerdy character who doesn't seem to have any confidence, but it turns out he has all the confidence in the world. He says, like, if you know who you are and what you like about yourself, changing for other people isn't a big deal. And uh, that has always stuck with me. And, and to the point where it's like, yeah, I'm, I could be fine anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to be all right. So... So going somewhere different wasn't a big deal if I thought it could make my life better or or Melissa's life better or Michaela's life better. It wasn't it wasn't really a second thought. It's like, okay, I think I think maybe I need to try something else and maybe it'll help multiple people in my life. Mm-hmm. Um and, and that was a huge reason why I moved. And and I don't regret that for a second because when when you find people that you want to make happy um, and, and that's important to you, then, then do it. Mm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think there's so many different reasons why, we, why we move places and, uh, it doesn't just have to be like, oh yeah, I don't like where I live now, or it doesn't have to be like, oh, I can't, I can't wait to try somewhere else new. There's so many in between. There's so much mm. gray in there and, uh, and trying something different is, is well worth it. So mm. to echo what you guys said. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any, I, I guess, I mean, that's all the questions we have written down. Shelby, you have <laughs> any, anything else you want to throw at the wall? Um. I mean, Michaela said limes already, so I, I'm good with <laughs> so all You've already won. You've already I've already won the episode. Mm-hmm. No, I just think um, I like moving... Moving has been one of the most exciting things, like, I've ever done. And I think what goes along yeah. with that is, like, it's also been one of the hardest things I've ever done. But hard isn't necessarily bad. It's scary. But I also like knowing, like, feeling like I've been really brave in my life. And so, um, yeah, I think just to give some encouragement to anyone, like, probably braver than you think. Maybe it just hasn't been tested. Move to New Zealand. It'll test it for you. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Michaela, any, anything to close with? You good? Um, I just think that me personally moving um, really allowed me to step into being who I truly feel like I am mm. on a daily basis. Um, I just think that what I like to do and what I'm passionate about revolves kind of around where I currently live, where we currently live. Um, and maybe, maybe that's something that someone needs to chase. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, like you were saying, like, it's scary. It's scary and it is so hard. Um, and the easy way out is definitely not moving. It just is. Um, you're going to feel the most comfortable where you're currently at. Um, but now at this point, if I go back to Washington, I don't, like, I don't feel that same comforting feeling that I used to feel when I lived there. 
Um, and that's definitely a feeling that will follow you eventually. Um, so if you're scared of jumping out of your comfort zone and never coming back into one, you create a new safe space for yourself in time once you move. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, similar to like vacations, be smart about it, be responsible, have a have a plan. But we say this all the time with different things. Like the worst that could happen is you just move back. Yeah, like just it, move back. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like like uh, yeah, I recognize that I'm uh, a white man in his thirties. Like I'm fortunate, and uh, and like yeah, I I can pick up and leave when I want to. Not everyone has that option, but you you are probably closer to that option than you realize. I think and. And like if things don't work out after a year, then then just just go back or go somewhere else new. Try something. There's there's not gonna be anything wrong with trying things. So yeah. Do you guys think that there are some people that could be happy just about anywhere under the right circumstances, and that there are some people who need to be in the right spot, or do you think that we're all maybe one or the other? Do you, uh, can you define like truly happy? Like, are, are you talking like joyful like or are you talking like, yeah. A- Cause it just like from what you said, right? Like you'd be fine anywhere, right? We could all probably be fine. Um, not Oklahoma. Not Oklahoma. Never, never Oklahoma. But like, do you think that like we as people, like regardless of personality, ambition, whatever, that like we could be fine most places. Sure. But like if we put our minds to it, that we could really thrive in just about any place? Or do you think that, like, for some people, like, you really do have to be in the right spot? Uh, that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I do, th- uh, saying this as a West Coast kid who genuinely loves, like, the whole West Coast of America and and has never really thought about living anywhere else, um, I, I think I could have a pretty positive outlook no matter where I lived. Mm. Um, I, I try to keep that and, and it's something I strive for. Do I think I could have, I, I don't think I could fulfill some of the dreams I have mm-hmm. if I live somewhere else and that, that does help my happiness. So, so maybe not, Yeah. but yeah. I, I think, I think some people can get closer than others mm-hmm. and I might be one of the lucky few who could. Who could be pretty happy most places if he had the right people around him? Yeah, I think I think we're probably part of a smaller group of people who, like, obviously we're obsessed with Disney. That's just that's yep. why we live here is for a theme park. Um, but my my parents are completely happy living up right. in Washington, mm-hmm. um, but they would be completely happy living somewhere else too. I think. Um, I think some people are people motivated. Like mm-hmm. it's the people around you that really makes the place. Um, for me personally, I moved down for my career and the job that I currently have is really what is keeping me here and makes me not want to leave. Um, but I think like working at a theme park is pretty singular, but say your passion was teaching. Um, there's, there's places everywhere that you can teach and it's mm-hmm. about finding the right spot for you. Um, and you know what? Some people like New York was too cold, you know? Right. Like maybe maybe you just like you need somewhere warm. Um, I think everybody's different, genuinely, and yeah. it's all about what makes you feel the most joy and what makes you feel like you belong the most. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, yeah. 
Living somewhere warm is like genuinely a game changer if you've never tried it. Like you can do stuff in January. Coming everybody. from Seattle, that one year that we had like two hundred days of straight rain. Oh my gosh! Like no sunshine. They had that like last year too. Oh, being was, seasonal depression was, is real. Oh, yes. Seasonal depression is so real, and you don't realize it necessarily until you get out, and you're like, "Oh my god, this is why I'm so much happier all the time because I can see the sun." <laughs> Amazing. What about you, Shelby? You you got to answer your own question. Yeah, I think um, like everyone is different. I do wonder if maybe there are those of us that are like there are just particular places that that we need to be. Like I think there's probably a lot of places that I could live for a while and be happy, but I also think that maybe the list of places that I would never want to live is much 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 longer. Like, I think, I think having lived here for the last four years and like, like I was a five minute walk from the beach in our last house. Like, I'm not sure I could live far away from the ocean again. I think I am ruined. Watch out for stingrays. uh Uh-huh. And, um, and like the whole like no winter thing, right? Like, I don't want to deal with that. It's like the older I get, the shorter the list gets of places that I actively like could live in and be happy and be fulfilled. And I think, yeah, that culture plays a big part of that too with the work that I'm doing and the things that I'm interested in. So I think I'm maybe one of those people that like has to be pretty particular about the places that, that I could live in and and be really happy. Yeah. 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 I might be, I might be on the other side where it's more people, People based. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm happy, so happy to be here and and am able to follow. Like I, I can write every day and have never ending topics, um, and that's that's amazing. I mean, that's a huge part of why I'm down here. But uh, but like I, again, it might be a little more people based for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I think it may might depend on the personality yeah. and and all of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, we uh, th- that's that's probably good. We could we can call it an episode. <laughs> that's probably it. Uh, Michaela's been up for <laughs> so oh many gosh. hours already. I've been up for a while, guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, Sixteen and a half already. <laughs> yeah, but uh, thank you, thank you both. Mm. Without either of you, I probably would have never moved. You um, you both have more cor- courage than almost anyone in my life i'd say and i admire you both greatly and uh yeah truly without your example i don't think i'd be where i'm at Mm. so um and thank you for of course sharing on the podcast so Mm. i love talking about myself (laughs) you're welcome you are invited oh yeah you're welcome anytime Uh we have these new episodes that we haven't released yet called ask me anythings and we just ask each other whatever we want that's terrifying oh it's it's absolutely scary and exhilarating we talk Uh we talk about ourselves so much it also it also helps that we were how many drinks in andrew when we did that last don't want to don't want to say i'm not sure we really remember the only two only two of these right I was only two of these. Okay. Dude, podcast can't see that. How? What's the alcohol content <laughs> of this margarita? It's higher. Twelve point five percent. That's why you did not like it. Yep. Ew. That's why. <laughs>
You made me drink that. <laughs> I'm so don't think sorry. I made you. I'm so sorry. It's gluten free though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I let you. T- that's why made I made you drink it. Made with real tequila. Um, so yeah. You're welcome. We'll have, anytime. We'll have Michaela back on for the uh, ask me anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it'll I'm be so, so much fun. So looking forward to that. We'll start recording one of those right now. And all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thank you both, and we'll talk to you all sometime soon thank you there might this might be a one one episode week Mm -hmm. i don't know we'll figure it out yeah all right all right thank you michaela you're very welcome Uh, talk to you all soon Mm, Bye. bye bye